Hey, Joey, why are you looking so down? Oh, hey, Sully. Uh, you know, I just, you know, me and words, they're always popping up in front of me and I'm getting confused. And I got this new one here. It's just uh, staring me right in the face. It's, you ever seen something like this? Just look at this. It says, Plum? Plum? Hey, look, Joey, I listen to podcasts. That's the hottest new podcast network going, Plum. Plum? Well, what the heck does it stand for? Well, it stands for whatever you want. It was started out pro wrestling only mostly when that was a handful. And now it's whatever you want. Pro podcasting with old men. It, it doesn't matter. Great shows. We got Days of Thunder where Dave and Lee watched 1998 WCW Thunder and shit on it. It's great. We got Military Industrial Suplex. Tom Batista, he's talked to all kinds of crazy motherfuckers. Johnny Sorrow, Billy Jack Haynes, Kelly T. Nelson, tons of them. And three shows from one guy named Jeffrey. Boom goes the dynamite. I love the name, reviewing AEW Dynamite. Strong style story, busting balls. We got it all. Oh yeah, plum. Now that you say this, I remember they've also got that 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 throw the years that ROH history podcast. Yeah, as as, as well as the aforementioned Kelly T. Nelson on International House of Combat, where and him and Steve watch along with historical international wrestling. And there's a show called Yours, Mine, and the Truth, where this guy loves a shitty band. And a show called Gideon Guys, where one guy loves a shitty TV show. It's yeah. the best. I think I've heard about those two guys. Yet, even though they got this shitty taste, they are hung like moose. Horses. That's, Horses. that's impressive. That's moose cool. So, so this is it. Yeah, that's right. I know I'd heard the word before. It's Plum, Plum Network. It's a, it's a positive word of mouth. It's the police women of Memphis' favorite podcast network. Everybody should be tuning in to Plum. All this time, partner, everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. To world cast i'm pete and i'm with johnny and kelly johnny how you doing my friend i'm doing good kelly what's going on oh it's another hot day here in beautiful british columbia loving it yeah is it really that hot in fucking canada uh yesterday would have been like 90 something fahrenheit yeah it's 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 a little warm. Pete, Pete actually thinks it's all Mounties and Huskies. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's it. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly uh, gets his booze from the dog that runs down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly's that would be convenient. Kelly, yeah, Kelly's dog has a little uh, a little barrel around its neck at all times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we have a little hodgepodge show because one of the matches on the show uh, was was on the uh, we did it on the re, uh, reunion i'm not reunion but the david von eric memorial show the mm -hmm. kamala kabuki match so that's we're so we did a little we're doing a little hodgepodge so we're doing 
two-thirds of the show. Uh, what's the date, Kelly? Uh, it aired May 26th. And it May was 26th. Taped May 11th. And then we have the Chris Adams and Stella Mae French versus Jimmy Garvin and and and, Fran, and uh, Precious Loser Leaves Town on 74 uh 1984 um yeah. July 4th card uh so so we have so we uh, we we felt you know what this is going to be really our last proper show i guess yeah um we thought we'd end up with the big feud that we were covering. We want to end it because mm-hmm. they, they pretty much they teased, they give us the little tease where it's going on in the memorial show, and they had a little two more, two more months to end it, and we thought we'd cover that as our kind of like our, our jumping, our finishing point of, mm-hmm. of the the matches, and felt felt like a felt like a good last chapter in my opinion. What do you guys think? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah like you said, it was the hottest feud. Um, at the end here, it's from the, yeah, July 4th, 84 show. It was, I guess, a Star Wars card in Fort Worth. There's a famous Von Erichs versus Freebirds match. Yeah, and I was right. You're right. I was wrong. I thought this was, it was two months later when it was, uh, David, I mean, Ke- Mike was hurt yeah. and didn't wrestle in it. This was six, this was a proper six man that went like 11 minutes. It was a bad street match okay. uh, on this card, on that card. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen that matchup a billion times. I know it's yeah. very highly regarded, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be for uh, the 10-year reunion show or something. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So let's get right into it, man. We get Kelly Kaniski versus Jules Strongboy. So we have Kelly Kaniski from Canada, who is uh, Kelly Kelly Nelson's here, namesake. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you let you start it off here, man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Jeff, you guys have the same first name, right? Yeah, so we're ending things here. This is the last like show we're reviewing. Um, so we I'm just like, had to do Jewel Strongbow versus I, Kelly Kaniski because <laughs> it was all about getting to a hundred because of the impulsiveness <laughs> of one Kelly T. Nelson. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that we're watching wow. Jewel Strongbow versus Kelly fucking Kaniski. Yeah, I mean if Kelly. Uh, uh, Nelson, not Kelly Kaniski, uh, was uh, knew the knew all the nuances and dates of shows. Like I had no fucking clue. Uh, mm-hmm. We were closing in on 100, so uh, yeah. it's good to be at anal <laughs> ten of butcher. Uh, <laughs> mm, those are the best kinds of butchers, right? Yeah. So I was gonna say we ended Titans at the end of 1982, and Jules Strongbow was there. Him and Chief J were having a run. Yeah as the tag champions when we, we ended that show. So it's fitting that we're ending Worldcast and Jules has made an appearance. So he's, he's the common thread between the ends it's of all uh, interconnected and the end of Worldcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and he gets to be chief Jules strong. Yeah, he got a promotion. Free from, <laughs> got a promotion. <laughs> free from the oppression of chief J strongbow. Um, Kelly Kaniski. Yeah. Well, he's, a full heel now. I think when we saw him before, he was kind of a tweener. Um, he really looks like a young Gene, except for the haircut. Young? But uh, fa- <laughs> facially, 
he looks like G- a young Gene Kaniski. If you can and jobbing him. like that, he doesn't look like Gene at all. Oh, that's what I was um, gonna say. Uh, he's definitely not protected. <laughs> like his yeah, was. he got he got his rub when Daddy was there to, to help him with his promo. The, but, uh, the promo where he he cut a heel promo on the death of David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying to position himself and well, yeah, that, yeah, well, that politician work. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> that's that backfired on him actually um so this is the end for us but jewel strongbow will continue in the territory until october believe it or not this was his debut in um in dallas on this show uh there's not much to say this was quick um strong bros at least ditched the the horrible singlet that he had in him and uh, chief j had in the wwf those were so uh, unforgiving so he's got that going for him now pretty ugly match and uh, Jules wins with an Indian death lock, a, a clean tap out for uh, makes you Kelly miss John, make, Makes you miss Cowboy John Mantell, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah, well, at least it wasn't a time limit draw. But, yeah. Yeah. I was feared. I, when I saw these two, I was like, this is going to be a fucking draw, isn't it? It just, it, it seemed to me like they're both new guys in the territory at the bottom of the card. Yeah. That means a draw. And then, nope, oh, that was fucking squash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Any Can thoughts, John? Yeah, Kaniski looks 47 years old here. It's <laughs> it's baffling how old this young man looks. And now they mentioned this uh, last show, and I I don't think I brought it up. They mentioned that Kerry has won two world titles. What's the other one? Are they saying the six man is a world yeah. title? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he's taking Fritz's spot in the six man. I say, I say. Uh Lorenz says. He, he he mainly avoids all of the what you'd say problematic stuff with the whole you know American Indian gimmick, uh, but he says he he gets this one in after Strongbow's going to hit him in the head. He goes he goes to the powwow chopped to the head. I was like that's that's wrong racism. No, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. No. <laughs> uh, and then we get the information that Kabuki and Kamala had a fight in the locker room. And what are, the, what are the repercussions of this going to be? Well, it ends up we we end up finding it out. Why don't we talk a little about it here? I mean, Kamala uh, Kabuki is now inserted into Devastation Inc. Sorta. Um, Kamala, I guess, has left the territory. I'm guessing. Oh, and that's, that's a good question. I didn't think to look, but you're probably right. And that's probably why Gary Hart was really pissed because this was Gary Hart. That I mean, that was like a. They were together, him and he, he was so upset, I remember, in the book because he really he was one who developed the Kabuki gimmick and made him a star, and he was so angry because Kabuki wasn't protecting himself like a star. And that's probably why Gary Hart went, you know, apeshit at the finish um, uh, on the Dead Memorial show. And, 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 uh, and now Kamala's gone, and Kabuki's there. So it's like, originally, the original finish, I think, was Kamala's going over Kabuki. And... Uh, uh, which would make no sense if Kamala isn't going to be there, and now he's not. I'd like, like to think. Like. I'd like to think Gary Hart got together with Kamala. He's like, I've been watching how they've been jobbing you on to everybody <laughs> your entire run here. You hated yeah, yeah, Sugar Bear, and then Sugar Bear said, "Motherfucker, you attacked me in the middle of the ring in front of forty-seven thousand people. <laughs> You're just as bad as they are." Yeah, because he's. I think he goes straight to the WWF about right now, huh? Who Kamala? Yeah. yeah. Pretty, if not right away, soon after, because him and Andre have a pro. Yeah, the, yeah he's he like, a, he's like, he has the run with Andre and a run with Hogan, and Drew 
Right. Good good money. Well, the Hogan run was in 86, not in 84. Right. Oh, that's the, right. That's right. That's right. The Andre run was in 84. He's like, fuck you, Fritz. Me fucking constantly taking a beating for everyone here. I'm off to New York City to make money and eat a chicken. With yeah, well, I know how to actually, I mean, whoever, <laughs> where, where, where Vince, I mean, give what, say what you will about him now, but back then, he knew how to make uh, a monster factory for Hogan and and and, and, and Andre or whoever. He, yeah, he, he could take a monster and treat them like a monster, not like we've seen them do Kamala. Here. Yeah, I mean, he remember this like it was just like a monster factory, Kamala, one man gang, King Kong Bundy, uh, earthquake. I mean, it just you know the list goes on and on and on. I mean, and that was that was the that was that was that was not just Vince. I mean, that comes from his father, the DNA mm-hmm. from his father with the. Bruno and uh, a company would be vanquishing monsters and stuff. Uh, I was just the WWF formula. Yeah. Oh, man. And then we get a six-man tag, or actually eight-man eight tag. Yeah. We get the Super Destroyers, one and two, Missing Link, and special, and on a special occasion, I don't even know, I forget how they announced it. Uh, Yuri Tosky. Yeah, Akbar paid him. For- That's right. Yeah. And we have the versus the Freebirds in Killer Khan. And and the announcer puts over that the birds are going to be the baby faces. And by God, they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you talk about it, John? Yeah, so Akbar comes out and he says, Kabuki's with me now. Money talks. You know, which none of it makes much sense. He was like, so Kabuki attacked your wrestler Kamala and then you paid him to take his place? Okay, whatever. You know, they're yeah. totally booking it on. They're making this shit fly. on the fly. Because, you know, Kamala said, I'm out of here, motherfucker. Yeah, they're know? booking it on the, on the fly and the high, probably. Uh, you know? <laughs> the candy man's out of here. Candy man. Uh, <laughs> one of the Super D's is wearing a polo shirt, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Not only is it weird, what didn't, though, match his mask, though? Yeah, it had a logo on the back for I think yeah, it was like, like I Mickey Gillies know. or something. <laughs> well, Gillies is a famous bar in Dallas. No, I know what it is. It wasn't okay. Gillies, but it was something yeah. like that. But but it, but it was like a red shirt and with yeah. gold trim to it. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really weird because I was like, it made sense if it was a t-shirt, but it was a polo. <laughs> okay, and, and and cons with the fucking birds. And the crowd, as soon as Bad Street starts playing, they're clapping along to Bad Street USA and. Even though they're the faces, you don't see Buddy here. Buddy Roberts getting a lot of cheers. Gordy no. eventually gets some cheers. Hayes is getting cheers from minute one because he's the one shaking his ass and doing all and being Tommy Rich, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, and Killer Khan is just Killer Khan who just sticks out like a sore thumb with the fucking Freebirds. But I guess the story is because I guess when Terry Gordy went. Uh, and learned the Asiatic spike uh, overseas. It was, he met Killer Khan and they became friends because he could communicate with Killer Khan because when they're having their pre-match huddle, yeah. Michael Hayes is trying to talk to Khan and say, hurt, I want you to hurt them. And he looks at Gordy, goes, you tell him, you tell him. And Gordy goes, get out there and hurt him. And he now just says, like, wait, <laughs> he translated English to English. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenz even mentions it. He's like, Gordy appears to be the only one who can communicate with him. <laughs> so and silly. how much better, though, was Mark Lorenz on commentating? Totally better. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and then, I mean, when when he really, when, like, when he gets to the carry match, it is, like, night and day how much better. Uh, 
he was better uh, the whole entire show. Don't get me wrong, but he mm-hmm. was way better in a match that had some stakes to it. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's he's a marked improvement. I mean, he has his foibles yeah, here, but not without his faults. But he gets <laughs> much better than Mercer. But uh, and they're saying Kamala is hurt in the back, and and there was a lot of mayhem in this match. You know, an eight man match should have some mayhem to it. But when it's essentially a heel versus heel match, I like it that it's constantly about to fall apart, and that's what it does. So that was fun. I like I I I had. This was a lot of fun. They they even ripped Bill Irwin's mask off because you see his little mm-hmm. Altaroy hair. He was running <laughs> running out of the ring. So yeah, this was fun for what it was. It's fun and it was fresh. It was a fresh matchup, mm-hmm. which sometimes world class got long in the tooth on and a lot of stuff. And uh, oh, yeah. this felt really fresh. Uh, what about you, Kelly? What do you think of the match? Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, just to put a bow on on the Kamala talk. Yeah, he's gone. His last match was May eighth. But he would be back at the end of December, back in the territory. So he did a stint in WWF and came back. Um, yeah, this was a weird-ass match. It seems like the Candyman is on a bit of a heel-versus-heel kick here, um, experimenting, I guess. And the birds, I mean, at the Memorial Show, they're the most hated people in the territory. And here it's like, oh, yeah, they're babyface again. The crowd's just loving them. Even Killer Khan's getting cheers, which was totally weird <laughs> to, to hear because Khan's never a baby face. Never. Uh, never. They heard uh, they, they, you know, all those girls in the audience heard his heard his high pitched yes. and was like, he's like one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Won them over immediately. Yeah, this was just a fun, wild match. You know, chairs were involved right away, brawling nonstop with all eight men and Manning has to throw it out. And yeah, Johnny mentioned uh, one of the D's. I think it was Irwin, or it was um, Bill. Wild Bill, I think, who got his mask. It was Bill. Yeah, um, and that was that was my last note. But yeah, this was this was a cool little match to to be on the last show we review. Yeah, and then um, I, I, I I I'm with you guys. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was short and sweet. You know, they didn't do too much because uh, I really think they. Uh, I think they were really, I think this is testing the waters where I really think they were planning on this feud doing something and uh, I don't quite, and I didn't quite get up there. Um, then we get a Kerry Von Eric promo. John, why don't you <laughs> talk about this, brother? Okay, so it's an empty sportatorium. Mark Lawrence is interviewing the new world heavyweight champion, Kerry Von Eric, who's wearing a pretty nice jacket and he looks mm-hmm. good. You know, it's stylish. He's, you know, Open kind of look out of the Joe Namath. Uh, yes, playbook. yes, <laughs> very much so. And Carrie Von Eric. Now, all the entire time we've done this project, one of the biggest, most fun things we've had was dissecting Carrie Von Eric promos and laughing at them. This is not a good promo. <laughs> However, this is the best Carrie Von Eric promo. Wow, we've heard because yeah. he manages to get through it and sound like a champion he's holding the belt he doesn't really fuck anything up it, it's not compelling but he's not talking about poems or, or just but, it, but it's convincing enough like it's enough on point. yes he stays exactly he stays on point and but the one thing he really wants to really wants to to, to make clear and they do it in the graphic you know for this 
Yes, because when you watch it on the network and you want to jump ahead, it'll have a title for each thing by the match. This one says, Kerry Von Erich is fond of the sportatorium. That's the tag <laughs> on the WWE network under this promo because Kerry Von Erich is very fond of the sportatorium. He's talking about the sportatorium and how much it means to him. That's why they didn't do it in the studio because he loves it here at the sportatorium. And he really focuses a lot on everything that's ever happened for him at the sportatorium. <laughs> But like I said, it's would you say this is a great promo? Hell no. But as far as Kerry, all the Kerry Von Eric promos we've seen over the last couple of years, this is his best promo, I think. And then we have a match. Oh, uh, I'll just have a couple. Oh, sorry, yeah, I want you to add to it, Kelly. I, I usually don't have a ton to say about the promos, but it is the last Kerry interview we get to see. So it was nice. That we got it here. And it's also nice he's talking about the Sportatorium because this is the last time we're doing a show from here. And this has got to be one of the like rare uh, carry as NWA champion promos. There can't yeah, be. there's not many. Well, yeah, well, there can't be too long, many others. Yeah. yeah, this may be it. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's dressed to the nines. Um, and my only note was short and to the point, but still bad. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, not totally off the rails bad crazy like some of the ones from especially 1982 when we first started watching uh, then they realized uh, we can't let Carrie talk anymore <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have Fritz standing right next to him doing his talking for him like usual yeah like usual um, you know then that leads us to a Carrie Von Eric Ric Flair non-title match in the Sportatorium but before we get to that do you guys kind of wondering what Ric Flair did that week in world class uh, got the clap <laughs> No, no, not that I'm aware of. Anyway, um, partied about- so hard with Sunshine that she vanished for. Yeah, he, 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 that's why Sunshine had to go into to Betty Ford for a few months. One week with Ric Flair. It could be it, but here, this is what happened. Enough of your punchlines. Um, <laughs> he, of course, lost the title uh, in the memorial show on the sixth. Uh, then on the seventh, he went to Fort Worth and he had a match with Michael Hayes. This made tape. Uh, hmm. It's a pretty good match. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Hayes was the baby face in it, Flair was the heel, mm-hmm. or I might get him backwards. I can't. I haven't watched it in so long. But I remember liking the match, but it was worked more like a, a feud than like a one-off type of thing. Hmm. Um, then over on 5-8 in Oklahoma, he uh, beat uh, Kerry Von Erich, beats Ric Flair in a non-title match. And then in Victoria, uh, K- uh, Kerry Von Erich... Uh, Faces Ric Flair. There's no, they don't describe, don't say what happens. Hmm. And, uh, and that's that. That was his week. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. 5'11 in Dallas on a syndicated, which is what we're watching here. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that, was what we'll be talking about. And then on 5'12 in San Antonio, Kerry beat Flair. And, uh, they beat him like a drum <laughs> that week. Um, where, uh, and stuff, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, which you really kind of what it, what he needed to be doing. I was a little surprised though they would do a title match, air that one, and then air a non-title, and he gets beat again. I'm a little uh, surprised mm. on that, but hey, let's talk about the match. Um, and this is a very interesting match. The Carry Flair. We've talked about it before, but if the Death Valley Drivers set eighty sets continued, I think this would have been the most represented matchup. In all, oh, but you could you have them? Mm-hmm. You have these guys from world class. If we did the uh, 
uh, we have them from all Japan. We have them in the South. And then if we did other territories, mm -hmm. the from St. Louis and uh, Hawaii Louis, matches Hawaii. would have made it. So they would have, he would have represented four, four of them. And if you think about that, that's quite a lot. I was looking, trying to think of who else, what other similar matchup would be close. And another one that would be close would actually be, which is a testament that shows, hey, man, Kerry Von Erich's a pretty damn good worker. The next one I can think of is Jerry Lawler versus Kerry Von Erich, which made a mm -hmm. Memphis set, an AWSA set, yeah. and a world-class set. Mm. Uh, so that matchup made three sets. Hmm. So it's I just think it's fascinating to see uh, what matchups, what common threads, where you go from territory to ter territory to territory, and who and what would have made uh, made set would have made a set. Mm -hmm. And uh, those it's are the two that really stand it's out. All about Carrie. <laughs> you know, you'd have the Fantastics and the Midnights would have done two. Uh, I think Flair and Magnum TA would have made three. They would have made a Crockett yeah. set. They made the AWA set and they made the Portland set. Um, so mm -hmm. it's just interesting on seeing who and what uh, was a traveling match that went from uh, to territory to territory. Uh, Flair and Wahoo have been another uh, interesting one. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, but let's get to the match. Um, Gary Von Erich versus the challenger, Ric Flair. And they know you back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. that, that wasn't used very often. Talk well, about it, Kelly. Well, it wasn't no. really a challenger because it was a non-title match. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Still, or just challenge. without a without the belt, without the yeah. strap. Um, from eighty-one all the way <laughs> for the rest of the decade, it was all flair except for a few. Well, this lips. is the first time I've the only time I've ever seen what flair not having the belt in this period was on the Lords of the Ring tape we talked about. I saw the Texas Stadium match, and the next match on there was uh, Flair winning it back in Japan. I'd never seen this, or mm -hmm. Harry holding the belt in an interview, or Flair not having the belt and being in Texas still. This is all new to me. Yeah, no, I'd never seen this match before myself. Uh, but I really liked it. It was really good. Um, these guys had great chemistry together, and it was very cool to see Kerry with the NWA title before the Sportatorium fans. Um, even though he takes it off super quickly, like <laughs> you could tell he was just not used to being, you know, the top guy, the big champ, because he gets in the ring, opens his robe, and then pretty much quickly takes the belt off and hands it to Manning. Doesn't really, you know, show it off. But. Yeah, it doesn't do a lot of pop in circumstance. Yeah. So, oh well. Um, it's all about the yeah, robe. It's all yeah, about the it's all, robe. Nothing. Right. Yeah. They put the robe over more than the, the belt. nicest looking robe. I mean, <laughs> certain masters have ever It's seen. got David's name on it. Come on. Yeah. Push, yeah. push the robe, not the belt. <laughs> um, yeah. This was a lot more complex than the, the memorial card match for sure. And, but it was still kind of a greatest hits match. It wasn't too long, but it, it had more near falls and more drama i thought and yeah it's it's uh starts out typically with carrie with a shine flair takes over i like the slugfest in the corner that led to carrie locking on a sleeper and then flair escaped that by targeting the leg so he starts focusing on getting the figure four on uh he attempts a figure four flair does and carrie locks in the claw which was cool uh, multiple huge press slams by carrie on flair which looked great just yeah really great back and forth action and then the near falls at the end were really good the roll up and then the backslide back to back um 
here's where Lawrence made one stumble. He called the backslide a full Nelson <laughs> for some reason. Uh, okay. Um, Flair finally gets the figure four on. Carrie reverses. You get another near fall on a body press. And uh, then the, the finish is a cradle off an abdominal stretch for a yeah, the Oklahoma uh, side one, roll. two, three on Flair. Yep. Yeah, really good match. And after the bell, Flair's pissed off. There's a shoving match. That was nice, too. I went uh, three and three quarters on this match. It was, uh, yeah, it was really good. John, what do you, you want to say about it, man? Uh, I didn't really take a lot of notes on it. I was just kind of watching this and, you know, eating some pizza and going, yeah, this is good. You know, I've seen, but to your point, I've seen so many. I feel like I've seen so many Flair carry matches. We're like, yeah, here's another one, but this is different. Carries the champ. Why this is non-title, I don't understand. What and, and Lawrence even has to say, he's like, it may be non-title, but that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like, it yeah. does, doesn't it? Like, does. <laughs> <laughs> I to take, okay, you say so. Um, and when Flair does his strut, uh, Lawrence does say that he, instead of like saying he's cocky or he's doing a strut, he goes, oh, he's doing some sort of prissy sort of walk. Like, prissy? He's prissy. Okay. Um, and everything's patented Von Eric. We hear about the patented Von Eric Iron Claw, the patented Von Eric Discus Punch, and the patented Von Eric Drop Kick. Now, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'll give you the claw. I'll give you the Discus Punch. I don't think they can copyright the Drop Kick. I think, <laughs> well, they, that was one of their big spots in their six mans. They do the triple Drop Kick. Well, this is just one. This is a single drop. Well, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm just saying, brother. You know, poetic license, you guys. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. And at some point, the, the static on the screen was colorful, and it looked like someone was dumping confetti in the sportatorium, which <laughs> cracked me up. Um, yeah. They, after the shoving match, after the match, uh, uh, Flair distracts the ref and attacks Carrie, and Carrie beats him up some more, and Flair gets a chair. And, uh, it's all really good. And then as Lawrence is wrapping it up, he says, he's describing each of the matches and what happened. He goes, and the Kerry Von Eric Ric Flair match was something else. We weren't sure when it would be over. <laughs> when it would be okay. <laughs> it could have gone on all night. Okay. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I don't think I liked it as much as you, as you guys did. I was just like, seeing it, seeing it, seeing it. I, I feel like I've seen it a million times, but it was good. good. Yeah, I liked it because it was a lot shorter than they normally would work. It wasn't like a 30-minute right. or an hour. It was, TV it, it was a sprint. Um, you know, I really like Carrie wearing the blue trunks because uh, I felt he looked like a million bucks here. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. When maybe it was the trunks. Maybe it was his boots weren't tied all the way to the top. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't look um, like – they didn't. I, I was wondering, are those boots supposed to be like that or did he just run out of time? Yeah, tying with, his the, with the rats, yeah. Yeah, rats, uh, giant joint, something was occupying his time backstage. <laughs> but, you know, I, but I, something about him, but he just really stood out more than he normally does for me. I don't know. Yeah, um, they upgraded him. He's champ. He got a new suit. He's got new tights. Yeah. He's going to have 19, 19. And he has a belt, and, you know. And I'm kind He'd of already you know, lost like, the belt. Oh, by the time this aired, he dropped the belt two days ago in Tokyo. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> All right, so you know I'm with you, Kelly. I gave it three. I'm in the three and a half to three and three fourths range on it. Um, I enjoyed the early grappling early on. Uh, and you know, one thing, one bump. But my favorite carry bump is when he does take that middle rope bump to the floor, 
Like he just gets some serious air. We've seen it. And uh, he, he, it's like he's doing a tope into mm-hmm. the, the floor. I love it. That bumpy, strong. Yeah. So you mentioned that now. I just remind me of one other thing about Carrie's bumping, though. Carrie's, Carrie's bump when he takes a shoulder block is the weirdest thing because normally someone would take a flat back bump. Carrie just stumbles to his ass every time, just falls down on his <laughs> ass. It's so awkward looking, but it also feels realistic. It's weird. All right. Um, and I like Flair and Carrie. Uh, they start working this some uh, King of the Mountain spots with uh, Carrie on the outside trying to get in. Flair's in the ring. Uh, they did a, they did that for a little bit. Uh, chewed some time up there. Um, I thought Carrie, uh, he's one of the best ever at really selling Flair's chops. And is there anyone who does a better knee drop in wrestling than Ric Flair? I mean, that thing is just not many. On no. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harley's um, was nice too, but Flair's is probably the best. Yeah. yeah, Harley's was nice. Harley's looks like it could like wreck you. Flair's yeah. just looked like poetic, like you know, poetic yeah, poetry yeah. motion. Poetry motion. Flair also does this thing, and he does it in this match when you're trying to do the move where you see you grab someone's leg and you're trying to like hyper extend their knee. Yeah. Where he, he, you know what I'm talking about. It's hard to describe. Where normally you guys you see do it, they just do a chop block or they just hit it once he will grab it and give it two extra motions it's it's like that makes it really look like oh he could have fucked him up it's by adding yeah. another jerk to what he yeah. is doing and it really looks like you fucked up someone's knee yeah and then carrie's claw turns the tide um and then we get into the uh into the leg uh, work which was very interesting looking um I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen Flair do a headbutt to a person's mm. leg before. I thought that was nasty and a great, great spot to start setting up the leg work. Um, and, you know, like uh, Mercer is so much, Mark, I mean, Lawrence is so much better than Mercer at like getting everything. Over, <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> everything. Yeah. Well, well, especially here, getting over uh, the dangerous situations. Uh, that they're doing here. Like, they, he really, when he when some of the submission holds were on, he was really getting over the importance and the dangers of them. Uh, I love that. And I thought a nice little Oklahoma side roll for the win was pretty cool. This was all action. It was go, go, go. Um, and for right after they did the King of the Mountain spot, and, which they, which was fine. I mean, it, didn't, it was early in the match, but after that, it, it was all action. It was really good stuff. And then let me move over to uh, – to July 4th, 1984, and we get Garvin Precious versus Adams and Stella May French. Yeah. And we literally down Cage, and we start off with Stella May driving in her big rig, and she has a Jim Duggan two-by-four. <laughs> What'd you make of that opening, Johnny? Because that's a star opening. Too bad it was voiced on Stella May French. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the whole... Okay, but, the whole, uh, why don't yeah. you talk about that and then uh, okay. start about the match? All right. Number one. Ugh, Stella May French is gross. <laughs> I just, she's gross. I thought she was gross when I was a kid. I'd see pictures of her. I just think, ugh, this woman, you look at her, she looks like she smells like Marlboros and gunnery. Mm-hmm. It's just, ugh. <laughs> now, yes, the whole point of, I, I like the idea of Sunshine's aunt, who's a tough truck driver, 
is coming to town because she's blaming Jimmy Garvin for everything that happened to Sunshine. I, as, as a story, I kind of like it. I just find her disturbing to look at. And, and boy, for a really hot feud, but this was the Stella May fucking show, and this fucking match was annoying the fuck out of me. Um, and But, yes, coming in with the, the, the big rig, Parking okay, a blowing the smokestack inside the parking garage is a is an asshole move, by the way, because everyone's gonna be coughing. But <laughs> making an entrance like a the trucker, yeah, the trucker coming in and's got a two by four and gonna head to the ring. It's a great shot. You can't deny it's a great fucking shot. But yet again, it's Stella May fucking French. Well, I looked I her up. I looked her up. She I forgot her real name, Kelly. I'm sure you know. Uh, Tanya West. That t- Tanya West, which, yeah. by the way, you have to put in Tanya West wrestler because apparently there's another famous Tanya West who's a young pop star who I've never heard of. And <laughs> uh, so she's an old female she was, wrestler. Yep, she was a legit wrestler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was a wrestler. And so they're coming out to the ring. Jimmy Garvin, for some reason, is in tiny, tiny black <laughs> underwear. But he had on the had on the matching gear to go with Precious earlier before that, before he took it off. Yeah, but normally Jimmy Garvin wears big white diaper. Yeah, no, yeah. no, this pants. is creepy. This is like someone yeah. hit a rib and like hit his and hit his pants. This is like what yeah. he would be. This is like what he'd be wearing under his tights. Yeah, you know, this is what guys wear under their tights because it's tiny. And to the fact where Lorenz at one point says, "Adams in the white trunks, Jimmy Garvin in the black swim gear." Or yeah, yeah, it was swim trunks. Yeah, and. uh an itsy bitsy little tiny black pants, which were disturbing. Just, it, <laughs> between that and Stella May French, man, this this is the last match we go out on. Ugh, boy, you know, granted, hot as hell, crowd was going ape shit, so it was definitely fun. Sunshine, who the fuck dressed her? What the fuck is she supposed to be? Precious, I mean. A precious, I mean. She's head to toe in white leggings and yeah. shirt. Head to toe <laughs> wearing weird feathers around her waist and, and spangly red suspenders. She looks like a mess. She looks like a car. Well, it's 4th of July, so that might have something. Ugh, it. No, no, I don't think, but it does I don't look think it has nothing to do with it. looks more Christmassy. Yeah, it could kind of Christmassy. It looked like a carny fucking got drunk and smoked meth and fell into a Christmas tree. But, but to be fair, she also <laughs> matched Jimmy Garvin's original. Uh, I know. Matt, well, I'm sure his, his looked good, though. What yeah. the fuck was that? She looked like a fucking train wreck. And, and then we got I guess sunshine disappeared, right? I mean, we were joking about it before, but mm-hmm. no, no one really knows what happened. She just sort of took off. But she was having drug problems, bro. Yeah, I was going to get into it, um, but since you hey, brought it up, please do. as well go for it. Um, well, according to Jimmy Garvin, yeah, she she was partying a lot, drinking a lot, showing up late to shows. And then, but yeah, there's online, you can't find anything. A lot of places are just, it was a mysterious uh disappearance for a few months because she does come back in october i believe one of the big stadium shows yeah the cotton bowl show whenever that was but in the um you remember that uh meltzer history i was uh, referring to a few episodes Mm -hmm. ago meltzer says she suffered a nervous breakdown that's where i've been in okay yeah so she was god in a really bad spot that's why stella may french was coming to town because all jimmy garvin's fault for giving her a nervous breakdown and introducing her to cocaine that's what happens when you when you almost kiss your cousin or you fuck your cousin 
Yeah. She was only 22 years old, which wow. I find incredible. That's crazy. Well, that's something because she being 22 and, and one of the most over acts all of a sudden in that yeah. territory probably that's is usually that's a, a bad recipe. Recipe yeah. for disaster. Yeah, yeah. big time. Uh, but yeah, this is a small cage. It's one of those small cages. I, I, I like the small cages. There's something about them. You know, it just mm-hmm. maybe it just feels like, oh, that's so yesteryear. But I don't know. There's something about the small ones I dig. And all throughout this match, not only has Jimmy Garvin had someone steal his fucking trunks, he's got to sell for Stella Mae French throughout this whole thing. She kicks the shit out of him. And that's what, let's talk about that real quick. In the <laughs> 80s, a man selling yeah. a, a, for a woman like that, is, he sold big time. And yeah. you got to either he's one of the most forward thinking men in the world or I, or Stella Mae was just super stiff. Um, well, I don't think she was legit, super stiff. Yeah. Jimmy Garvin credit for selling as much as he did. I'd be I mean, scared of her too. She's going to give you a hepatitis. Look at it. Can her. you imagine anybody <laughs> else in that role selling for uh, yeah. a woman like that? No, I was shocked when she started laying in. Yeah, punches. <laughs> and you know, Garvin didn't give a fuck because this isn't the show that goes out all over the world. This is the Fort Worth show. No one in Minneapolis is going to see this shit. You know, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know, yeah. but she's but she's running in constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. It's all about her. And at one point, at one point, she she's pulling Precious in and for a former wrestler, I, who knows how good she actually was or anything, but she looked like shit here. But she pulls Precious into the ring and just drops her right on her fucking head. Just like... Yeah, yeah. that looked super dangerous. And it wasn't Precious's fault. She just threw her yeah. down and dropped her right what on her head. What do you think was more head. dangerous, that or Adam's belly to back that almost looked like he killed Garvin? I know, the belly to back that on Garvin. Too. I thought he was going to kill him. Or when Adams jumps off the top of the cage, he almost <laughs> nails Garvin at full speed. He yeah. Barely yeah. got out of the way. Poor Garvin, what a fucking night for Jim, gorgeous Jimmy. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he in his little tiny trunks. Maybe that's it. Because I now I know what he shot. did. Now I know what happened to his trunks. What? He probably packed his loser leave town bag with him. And- <laughs> there you go. They were already packed. Yeah, <laughs> he had a date in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, no, he had, exactly. He already he had already shipped them to Minneapolis, <laughs> and then they had to come back and do this match because he has to do the ass shot because they do the ass shot. <laughs> And then that leads to Mark Lorenz saying, oh, the show's now X-rated, which is bad enough. And then he says, it's an X-rated mixed tag bout. I'm like, the last thing I ever want to see is an X-rated mixed tag bout with Stella Mae French. Yeah, she should pay us to go into that. Oh, I don't know. Some of those porns in the 80s had uh, ladies that looked very much like Stella Mae French. I'm sure some of the strippers Johnny used to DJ for looked like Stella Mae No, no way. Uh-uh. Nope. No, I, no, I'm not saying all of our girls were were the million bucks, but nobody looked like a 68 year old fucking <laughs> truck driver in, in, in tight jeans that I've seen pictures. She's got a moose knuckle on her that is gross. It's gross. Everything she smokes through her moose knuckle. I, I can't I can't stand her, and she's all over this thing. And then it finally ends. Garvin and Adams have some cool shit during the match, but the finish comes. Sunshine's across the ring. I hate this spot, unless it's Andre doing it or someone like that. Precious is across the ring, standing on the, the bottom rope. 
Stella May shakes the ropes across the ring, causing them to wobble all the way over there, making Sunshine fall in, distract yeah, David Manning. No sense. Then she runs in, gets in, and attacks her. Because, look, she came in the ring, and the one, two, three, goodbye, Jimmy Garvin, you're off to the AWA. I, I like the finish, actually. I, I didn't like the setup to the finish, but I actually like the actual finish. The, the, yeah, I don't know. Just, it, it's a Stella May French. Even her name sounds gross to me. Friend, ugh. The only thing would have been better if they were able to do, like, uh, maybe to make it more finality, if maybe Stella May was able to Irish whip Jimmy Garvin into a super kick for having a cool. tandem. Oh, why didn't she fucking super kick him? She might as well have. Because <laughs> she couldn't. I mean, could have had the, the, the original the double super kick. Yeah, where's the two by four? She could have hit him with that fucking two yeah, by four. I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw this to Kelly now because I actually like this way more than Johnny, it sounds like. But, uh, I'll let Kelly handle it. Maybe I liked this because it gave me because I was having fun with it, and the and the stuff with Garvin and Adams alone, I thought was great. But everything, all the, all the window dressing. Blech. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, of course, it would have meant so much more with Sunshine. Oh, of course, in there. This, yeah, you know, that's a big reason I didn't like it either. Because like, oh, it should have been Sunshine. But the crowd got behind Stella May. Oh no, no, no. You know? Yeah, they yeah, took her as a substitute. Yep. That's one of my notes is Stella's over. That's probably another reason why Garvin was selling for her to get her over with the crowd. You know, you think about it, this might have been the precursor to Lance von Eric. Look, <laughs> it worked with Stella May. Yeah. And Sunshine. Hey, well, remember uh, remember that remember that lovely young lady with the blonde hair who seemed like she came out of a fifth dimension video that you all fell in love with? Um, here's an old whore. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think we're we're quitting at the right time because Stella stays around for quite a while. Oh yeah, she gets into this. a feud with Gino. Yeah, and then <sighs> I wanted to mention that at the end of the regular episode, Lawrence talks about what's happening next week, and, he, and the big match is Kevin Von Erich versus Michael Hayes. Yes, I know. And I was like, oh fuck, wow, we haven't seen that a million times. Before. He's so excited about it too. He's like. <laughs> so, goodbye yeah we're fine but it really clicks though the dynamic for me and my favorite era it was the dynamic duo era um loved them. oh yeah no, i know that i i i've seen some of that and yeah it, you know like i said in the 10-year reunion we'll go hard into that stuff well now that you mentioned that pete i just want to bring this up one last time to be the last time we get a chance to talk about it i remember that and let me ask you do you think it was bothering Fritz at all, and the reason why they broke them up is because they were getting over as baby faces. I thought, I thought the dynamic duo were starting to get over. They were cool heels. They came yeah, they out to add to you know, it's possible. But I thought they, I thought they were starting to get some baby face reactions. I know I love them. I always thought the yeah, I thought Adams always it was always a mixed bag. Uh, where it was hard, even even after that, they still they. I mean they. They they did hardcore to get him to get fans to boo Adams, uh, and I think ultimately, ultimately, I think Gino's a straight up heel, and that's what it always would have been. Uh, but Adams, I think, I think it was time to make Adams a babyface after that run. Uh, I thought they had a great run. I, I mean, I think that that I, honestly, I think the epitome of of uh, the loser leave not loser leaves, but the losing gets their haircuts. Yeah. I thought that was like one of the. I thought the Hayes. A carry cage match finish was incredible, but then I realized that in, in, in a snapshot it was, 
but in reality, they, he never left. So actually, the finish, mm-hmm. the moment just gets tarnished. Right. Um, the, 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 they, they tarnish it a little by by them going under hoods and stuff. But I mean, it worked. Funny. It worked uh, for them. Uh, but I, yeah, I mean, they could have. I mean, you could have. Well, here, no, here's the thing about, we'll talk about it right now. That haircutting thing, I remember watching that at age 16, infuriated me. Not only because I liked the heels, but I was like, hold on. Everybody gets to fucking, Chris yeah. Von Eric gets to fucking. <laughs> well, I like that because they, they, they ended up snipping. <laughs> I liked it because they snipped every baby face's hair leading into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then the local DJ gets to come in and shave some of their fucking hair and well, shit you know, like that. I was like, go, go. Well, I can, I can understand. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, I hated it. I hated it. Now, the way they sold it, though, the way Gino and Chris were selling getting yeah. their head is classic. It's and so I, good. And then the match, the reactions in the match are, is just off the charts it's yeah. like i don't know yeah. it's one of the most heated crowds i've ever heard that's for a the, fun for match the, for the listeners who may not know that was a cotton bull show in 85 yeah and it was carrie and kevin versus the day um yep versus gino and uh adams yeah and we meet lance von eric for the first time i believe mm. yeah he winks does the wink coy vance like going bad coming up. You see, you see, Lance von Eric. You know, there's no way he's related to these horse face motherfuckers. Look at him. He looks like he should be on Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> we want to talk about the match there, Kelly. I I really don't have much to. Add. Uh, we've kind of talked about it all already. Um. Yeah. This is the first time I'd seen Stella wrestle. So I mean, I thought no, she's okay. <laughs> Not. And then I looked up. Oh, okay, she's a long time wrestler so she wasn't like precious who was just or sunshine too who uh who were just uh novices so she you think she was friends off. with mula <laughs> yeah i wonder um if she came from that troop originally or not i don't know i didn't no, they would have been they, they would have probably come up at the same time <laughs> they're the same age yeah well, remember, Mula was in her 60s at this time. I don't think Stella was in her 60s. She just looked like she was in her 60s. Well, that's I, know, like, I, I don't know if it's a territorial thing, but I know cowgirl uh, Susan Green fucking hated Mula. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That, you know, that's what a life on the road will do to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I heard that from, straight from her mouth, so it wasn't a... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was a fun match, but like I said, I mean... My beloved sunshine. It's too bad she didn't get this last blow off. Um, she got. Yeah, she, got some, she got some blow. You probably had your, probably had your pants down, blow. and then you see it's still a May. <laughs> like what the fuck? And then you just, and then no, you just no. Like, I, I thought it was just going to be straight up Adams versus Garvin. I didn't know it was a mixed tag until mm. I clicked on. Oh, okay. Link, so. Yeah, they play. No, they play this I mixed wasn't tag prepared. thing. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, Adams beats it into the ground all the way to ninety one for crying out loud. I mean. Yeah! 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 Oh yeah. I like this a lot. I, I mean, I gave it three stars. Um, I thought, I thought Garvin's pre-outfit ruled, and then I thought his match outfit ruled. Um, I thought Precious's outfit was like so 1980s. Uh, Garvin and Adams uh, is all action. I mean, they, all they do is just work, go, 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 go. And Garvin then would slow down and sell for fucking Stella in the 1980s. Is just like unheard of. Adams and Garvin really work hard here. Uh, then Adams almost kills him with that belly-to-back suplex. Um, and then Adams does this new good dive for a really good near, near fall. <laughs> and they work the finish where I liked it because it was a, it was a, it, it, it took both of them to, to 
to get the win, and they do a tan in a tandem motion. So I liked it. Um, I, I just I was I was I was in, I was howling this whole entire match. I thought it was so much fun, and it seemed like they were all having fun out there, uh, which I think a lot of people miss what, what wrestling is and stuff. Man, on that note, I enjoyed everything we watched today for for the most. You know, mm-hmm. what about you guys? Yes, because oh, yeah. the real true pro wrestling is watching a meth addicted truck driver beat up a man in his underwear. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. I had to, I completely had forgotten our schedule and I had to binge watch this. Binge watch. I mean, I had to watch it like real quick. You, right you had to watch it in an hour. Oh, shit, John. <laughs> well, normally I like to sit down, make myself a little something, you know, and prepare, take something. my notes. You know, man, this was, I was shoving pizza down my throat while feeding the dogs, washing dishes and watching this. <laughs> but it was fun. You know, I mean, all in all, it's a good way. I mean, it's a good way good to go out. Because when we started this, there was yeah. a, that 1982 period, the Jules Strongbow-Kaniski match would have fit in there perfectly. You know, like, these guys. Yeah. The fuck? So we got that, you know. And we got the cool uh, visual of seeing Kerry as champ that is so rare. That was such a small window of time mm-hmm. that we get to, that, that, that at least this much we got to see. Yeah. Kelly, yeah. anything you want to add? Yeah, I agree. Um, a carry versus flare match I'd never seen before. The the eight-man heel tag match was cool. And then, yeah, the, the blow-off finally to Adams and Garvin. Never saw that. I'd never seen that before. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fitting way to go, I you know believe. It's, you know it's not cool? And this is a long, old-time Titans callback. You know it's not cool? Killer Khan's dumb hat. <laughs> his mongolian oh yeah soldier. there's another connection yeah another yeah. connection to the yeah. titans it, yeah he looks like he's like he, he's an extra from that jo- terrible john wayne movie about genghis khan that <laughs> fucking outfit the, the conqueror conqueror the conqueror <laughs> everyone died of uh everyone died of cancer nuclear test <laughs> yep <laughs> i guess we'll be back we'll be back um, next week to talk about uh uh, or now in the next episode, we'll talk, be talking about what would be just like, just an epilogue. We're wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. Yeah. And we'll talk about the future of the uh, territory or because uh, mm-hmm. I watched it indefinitely. So I yeah. uh, could talk pretty good about it. Um, guys, Johnny, anything you want to plug? Uh, just that tonight we're going to be recording another Mystery Titans Theater, Travis and I, with his old podcasting partner max from lucha afterground i'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. then uh later on this week i'll be recording again with travis on his show yours mine on the truth here on the plum network uh it we're looking at seinfeld he's gonna have uh for the first time three guests each of us mm-hmm. is picking a character that uh in, in an episode i'm george of course uh a george episode and everyone's picking a jerry episode or an Elaine episode and a Kramer episode, and we're going to talk some Seinfeld. And then after that, next week, we're going to be starting a season two of Gideon Guys, where we're going to, you know, Travis and I are going to be diving into season two of DC's Legends of Tomorrow on the CW. And I'm looking forward to it. So, also, Pete, I know you're getting ready to hang up the old podcasting mantle, but hold on to that microphone because I'm holding you to that. We're bringing you in as a as a guest on one of the shows for season yeah, two. Yeah, of course. I, I, I've watched, I've watched it all. Pretty much, I think I'm sure I've watched all the legends, so I, I enjoyed the show. Good. I can, yep. 
pop in there. No problem, buddy. I got your back. Always, uh, always will. Kelly, anything you want to plug? I did. So, I mean, like you, Pete, we're, uh, I'm going to be done podcasting as well. So I'm just going to plug uh, number 100. And yeah, it'll be, like you said, an epilogue. Look, uh, do a, like a, a kind of a quick recap of the highlights of what we're not going to be reviewing from the rest of the 80s. And just, yeah, final thoughts on the whole thing. It's going to be really, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a totally different um, podcast. We're not going to be reviewing matches. We're just going to be freewheeling it. Um, Freewheeling, dealing. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to be free balling it. It's going to be wild. We're always <laughs> free balling, man. Um, <laughs> Ooh, no, did, the wasps, did the wasps get you there too, buddy? <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Sir Bob. Got <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to give a shout out to listener Robert Silva, who. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who uh, was, uh, nice. was thanking us and congratulating us on uh, wrapping up and called me the last man standing and the last one. Yeah. You know, the one who's been doing this shit the longest in your all years. Like, I think I've had my film. Like, nope. I'm addicted to creating <laughs> content for no money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to plug a couple of Netflix shows. Uh, Dark uh, it's on Netflix right now. Really interesting, fascinating show. And they just dropped um, uh, what's uh, the uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh, oh, can't wait umbrella Academy it. Season 2. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm uh I loved season 1. Uh, if you're a fan of the X-Men, this is like X-Men on acid. So this is just so 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 good. Um all I can say. Well, on that note, everyone have a great week and just count your blessings, just one more to go. Thanks for being with us hey. all this time. My heart aches and troubles just up and gone the moment that you come in view and with your hand in mine dear I could dance on and on and I could waltz across Texas with you waltz across Texas with you is with you like a story book ending I'm lost in your charms and I could waltz across Texas with you